Welcome to the Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards podcast. Show number, what did we determine the show was? 142? 142. For the week of March 19, 2012. This is the unfamiliar introductory voice of Adam Meyer. I am the creative director at Interval. Uh, Chris is on a short hiatus, enjoying some R&R with the family. And Mm -hmm. I am joined today by a co-host... Jackie Ritaco, account coordinator with Interval. So you get the two of us. Yeah. Be scared. (laughs) (laughs) Not quite the whole shebang, but uh, close enough. Two thirds. Two thirds. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Well, we've got a couple of. Make it decent here in his absence. So. Yes, we will make him proud. So when he listens in, he won't uh, be aghast at our shenanigans. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah chris is away he'll be back next week of course um so you, you've got us today we've got a couple of interesting articles to uh talk about today it might be a short show who knows we've said that in the past and they've probably ended up being like the longest shows we've ever done that's uh, true we have the ability to rant we do and get derailed <clears throat> but if you listen then <clears throat> and have listened to more than one show you you are aware and hopefully hopefully that's one of the reasons you listen um, so not too much news, not too many announcements to cover before we dive into the topics for this week. Um, I guess the main thing is thinking, uh, everybody who came to the branding at the bar event earlier this week, that was two mm-hmm. nights ago. What night was that? Yeah, that would have been Tuesday, the 13th, Tuesday, the 13th. And that was, uh, in St. Louis park at mm-hmm. the park tavern. That was a good location. Right. I think we that was sponsored your doing, with, right? with mission. Yes, I did help put that together, but that was with Mission, which is the local um, chapter of kind of like a shishmid. And we put on kind of a mini branding at the bar networking event yeah, in St. Louis Park, which is a suburb of Minneapolis, I believe. And it was a good time, I thought. Yeah, very good time. Had some drinks, did some networking, played a little healthcare marketing trivia, which was once again dominated by my, my bro, Seth. Andrew Meyer. <laughs> so con- we can't have congrats. him play anymore, I don't think. I know. He needs to be disqualified, I think. Um, <laughs> That'd be like having you was... participate in that stuff. Yeah, except I... Well, it's even more unfair for me since I have a hand in coming up with the questions. True. Um, but no, he's... He did a, He did well. He did well. And he's done well in the past, so we'll see. Maybe we need to just handicap him somehow. Yeah. Make him, he, he's make him no longer eligible for prizes. no but that was fun we had a few other winners as well Mm -hmm. i can't remember any of the the questions but uh maybe we'll maybe we can post some of the questions in the show notes and see if anybody else uh well that's not fair because anybody else would be able to research there you have to answer them on the fly that's very true but i do know that that people thought they were kind of tricky i mean some of them were tricky yeah but that was by design, I think. We tried to be a little tricky with some of them. Yeah, we're trying to stump the audience, and I think we kind of did a good job. So, <laughs> I think so. Watch out. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, let's jump into the topics for this week. We've got two articles that we want to cover, and they kind of piggyback on one another 
with the whole yeah. South by Southwest uh, connection, because I think they both had a reference in there. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with South by Southwest, that's a conference that goes on down in Austin, Texas. I think it might still be going on right now. If not, it's like wrapping up. I know it's been going on over like the last week. Um, so is is this part of it's interactive and the other part's music? Is that my understanding? Yeah, yeah. You know, I think it started off being, man, I want to I want to say that it started off with a focus on music, but that could be backwards. Maybe it started off with a focus on interactive. I'm pretty okay. sure it started off to be a little more music center, cent- centric, a little more arts centric um, and yeah. has grown, has really grown. It's, it's grown to the point where um, people who liked it for what it was at one point in time being a little more quaint uh, don't really like how commercial it's gotten uh that mm-hmm. said there's still a lot of great content and a lot of great um uh, intelligent people who speak who speak there uh it, it's music it's arts it's interactive they're interactive there are people who speak all over the place um that's actually one of the tricky parts because i mean austin obviously is a pretty big city and mm-hmm. this isn't an event that like happens in a conference hall somewhere this is a, an event that happens across the entire metro area of austin texas uh so if you get a hotel some a room someplace uh it can be a little tricky to coordinate you know what you want to take part in because you might want to hear somebody speak one day uh maybe on interactive who's speaking in some you know the southwest corner of austin and like an hour later you know after after that person's done you want to hear somebody else who might be speaking in the northeast corner and you've got to figure out how you're going to get there in time uh so I think they're, 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 I think it's getting better. I think they're trying to coordinate those things to uh, make it a little more convenient for people to get around, but it, it's yeah. tricky. It's tricky, but yeah. it, I would like to, I would like to hit it some year. I have not been there yet. Um, so we'll have to see. Maybe we can make it, make it an interval thing and we can all go down there and check it out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of cool that it's not just in like one large conference hall or something, you know, that you can kind of go to all parts of the city, maybe logistically. Yeah. It's it's kind of a nightmare, especially if it gets really big. But it's kind of cool, you know. It it definitely get allows you to get out and see Austin, and that's a yeah. awesome town too. So, so we bring that up. Like I said, both of our articles have a little bit of a connection to that uh, today. And the first one, Jackie found, uh, and this one is from the New York Times, and it's uh, titled "Virtual Hikes Promote Nature Valley Granola Bars." Um, mm-hmm. And what this article and the next one we're going to talk about are interesting that they have in common is just, I wanted to say guerrilla tactics, but they're not really guerrilla tactics. They're just kind of innovative tactics to marketing. So what, why don't you cover what this first article is about, Jackie? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, I suppose this is kind of like the interactive podcast here, but (laughs) that's okay. These are really cool articles. So um, as Adam said, this was from the New York Times and it is... Um, basically Nature Valley, which is a granola bar brand, um, which was introduced by General Mills, I guess, in 1975, um, basically developed an online I wasn't even, tool. I wasn't even a speck in my father's, a gleam in my father's eye yet in 1975. Nor was I. <laughs> I was a farther speck, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> couple, couple, two years later I was, but not... Because it's it's totally relevant for me to say when General Mills, you know, came up with (laughs) the Nature Valley Bar. But anyways, um, so yeah, it's basically a web tool that they created, and it's inspired by Google Street View. And what it does is it uses images from a three 
160-degree camera to provide pedestrian-level views of cities worldwide. Um, and this one specifically is a site that features, kind of tying back to the granola bar and the hiking, um, 58 hiking trails totaling more than 300 miles in the Grand Canyon, Great Smoky Mountains, and Yellowstone National Parks. So it allows users to zoom in on maps of parks and to panoramically view individual trails. Mm-hmm. And um, it's really it's really quite cool. But if you, if you go to it and with just one click, you can um, start an autoplay function that replicates hiking. Um, it says here minus the songs and or bird songs and blisters. But <laughs> um, it basically takes you on all these trails in these areas and allows you to kind of see from your computer what it would be like to actually hike these. Hike and yeah. And I think kind of one of the cool takeaways from this article is that, and this is kind of something we talk about a lot too, and definitely are huge fans of, um, but absent from the site is any explicit pitch for granola bars. The only on-screen acknowledgement is a small Nature Valley logo in a corner of the screen, similar to cable network logos that appear during programming. So yeah, you don't see anything on the site really, except for that small logo that ties to Nature's Valley. And um, I have a quote here from Scott Baldwin, who is the senior marketing manager for Nature Valley. And he says, it's not necessarily about getting someone to go out today and buy a Nature Valley granola bar. Supporting lifestyle causes that your customers care about is what's going to keep them loyal to you. And when they have a choice, maybe they'll choose you. So it kind of sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, that's our, that's, that's, that's our high horse as well. I mean, that's, that's the point of Chris's latest uh, book, Joe Public Doesn't Care About Your Hospital. Um, mm-hmm. you know, how, talking about how you can market in relevant ways using inbound tactics. Uh, because like in healthcare, you know, as we've, as we say day in and day out, people don't, they don't give a, a rat's patootie, you know, they, it's, yeah. they don't, they don't, they're not thinking about healthcare when they don't need it. And they typically, most people don't need healthcare most of the time. So how do you get out there and make a connection with these people so that when they do need healthcare, uh, you know, your first, your, your top of mind. And right. this is a great example of some, in another industry where they're, where they, they understand this and mm-hmm. they are working to, you know, establish some sort of, you know, I hate to use the word relationship. You know, we've, you know, establishing a yeah. quote unquote relationship with somebody, you know, before they need you. I, I guess that's what it is, but it just sounds, you know, a relationship has to be two way to be a real relationship. And, you know, even though these things are valuable tools, you know, they're not always, you know, sometimes they're two way, but they're more one way. Even, even if you get somebody to register for something, you know, there's, there's not a lot of real meaningful back and forth going on yet. Um, but there doesn't need to be yet. You know, I think you can, you can create, you can get that relationship going, um, you know, on a smaller, on a smaller scale first and using tools like this is a really great way to do it. Uh, right. This is awesome. You know, I I've, haven't gone hiking for a while, at least not to a destination to hike. You know, there's some trails around here uh, that are that are fun to hike on. But I would love as as my little guy grows to be a little bit older, um, would love to you know want him to be involved in camping and Boy Scouts and getting out. So resources like this to be able to find cool places to go um, are awesome. Mm-hmm. Very well, awesome. And yeah, I mean, and I. <clears throat> I love to hike. I mean, I can, I do it more in Northern Minnesota probably than anywhere, but, um, you know, it's, I, and I'd love to go to these places that they have featured, you know, on this website, but, um, 
you know, for someone who's into that too, I mean, it's just really cool to see like what those trails would be like. And, um, you know, I just think that the fact that it's not, you know, outwardly promoting the granola bars, and I guess it's actually, um, the effort is part of a broader partnership between the Nature Valley brand or General Mills and the National Parks Conservation Association. So, um, well, and it, and it sounds like they have no intention of trumpeting this, you know, through advertising. There's, there's another quote right. in there. Um, let's see. With no immediate plans to trumpet their site in advertising or on packaging, the brand is instead focusing on public relations efforts uh, and promoting it through social networks like Facebook, uh, where it has mm-hmm. more than 720,000 followers and plans to showcase the site uh, at, at South by Southwest, which uh, it probably are, already did because, as we mentioned, that's going on right now. Right. Um, there were some interesting figures too on, uh, on how much they've spent on advertising in the past versus how much they've spent recently. Um, what did they say in 2010, they spent, uh, nature Valley alone spent $54.1 million on advertising. It's a nice budget, uh, up yeah. from 38.3 million in 2009. But then they had referenced that they had actually spent even less in 2011, uh, 36.1 million on the first nine months of 2011. Obviously that could continue to go up, but I wouldn't, couldn't imagine it would go all the way back up to 54. Um, so they're mm-hmm. doing this stuff. They're using, they're using, you know, powerful tactics that are costing them, you know, in the end, less money, even though, you know, yeah. something like this is certainly a, a pretty huge uh, investment. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the tool itself is, it's pretty well done and pretty incredible, but, um, and just one other kind of takeaway from this article, um, it, um, there's a quote at the end, Andy Smith, who's a co-author of the Dragonfly Effect, Quick, Effective, and Powerful <clears throat> Ways to Use Social Media to Drive Social Change. You heard of that book? Uh, I have not. Well, he lauded the effort for presenting consumers with something beyond their granola bars to sink their teeth into. And I just think this is a good quote, so I'll share it. Um, He says, we love to shop and we love to buy, but we hate to feel sold to. Brand loyalty is lost today, so you try to carve out a position where your connection to your customers is more based on enduring values and shared beliefs, which is awesome because I think this this definitely does that. So it's just cool to see more of this out there. Yeah, and I think that much better states what what I was trying to say earlier you know it's it's less about these you know super meaningful relationships created right off the bat and more about people knowing mm-hmm. that you're you know an organization that they would want to turn to at some point in time right they're going to regard based you highly the, more right, highly based on the quote-unquote enduring values and shared beliefs so <clears throat> very cool tool uh, check it out we'll have a link to it in the show notes mm-hmm and let's piggyback on the whole South by Southwest and jump onto our next article, which, which is um, from TheVerge.com, a great tech resource. And, well, uh, we shouldn't say just tech. There's a lot of uh, kind of pop culture and other stuff on there as well, uh, mostly tech. Uh, but the article is home, Homeless Hotspots, the best, worst, smartest, dumbest part of South by Southwest. Uh, so this article is about... A tactic, marketing tactic that was used uh, at South by Southwest uh, that utilized homeless people as wireless hotspots. So basically, mm-hmm. um, outfitting individuals, homeless individuals, with, with a technology, with hotspot technology, so that people could actually get online if they were 
uh, you know, close to these people. Uh, there's a little more to it than that. Um, <clears throat> but there's a lot of, you know, there is, this article is, is a good article because it makes you think about, you know, th- th- I think the first, the first, I think our gut reaction to that concept is kind of detest. At least it was for me. Um, cause you know, the whole objectification of human beings, you know, for marketing can be, especially people who you already feel are probably, you know, feel somewhat powerless already. Um, and right. it just kind of feels like using them in a pretty, <laughs> somewhat of a horrible way. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I, I think the, you know, I don't know if this makes it any better, but it does in order, once you're in order to access this Wi-Fi hotspot, you actually, they actually ask you to make a donation to this right. homeless well, shelter. That- well, it's not, it wasn't even a homeless shelter. I mean, you, you, you have to, so the next thing, you know, when you, when you, when you read the article, you know, like I said, you know, my, my first reaction was like, this is gross. But after reading the article, I was like, you know what, this is actually pretty brilliant. And yeah, it, it's actually very, a very powerful way to address a topic that we don't want to address in, in many cases, you know, those of us who are, who are not homeless. Uh, it, it's one of those, it's one of those societal things that we just kind of want to pretend doesn't exist, even though we know that it does. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's some great, there's some great quotes from this article that, that, that the author, you know, can touch, touches on that. Um, you know, one of the first, he says, you know, these criticisms are real, but I would still argue that the campaign is effective as its stated purpose, um, which, you know, the campaign's stated purpose was raising awareness, uh, around the homeless. So how it worked is if you, if you, you would see a homeless person who they would be wearing a shirt that said, hello, my name is, you know, Clarence or whatever. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, I am a home, I am a, I am a, a wireless hotspot. And then to get access to it, you would actually have to interact uh, with this person. Um, so, you know, typically, you know, as you know, you and I, Jackie, you know, as people who live in a metro area and, you know, it, our office is downtown, so it's not unusual to, uh, you know, pass by homeless people in, right. in the city of Minneapolis. And, you know, I, I certainly am guilty of, you know, I mean, I'm, a, I'm not someone who carries cash. So when I'm asked for money, that, that's always my response. And I'm, and I'm not lying, although I'm sure mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of people probably do use that excuse. Um, though I don't know that I would just be start handing out money anyway. Um, cause you never, you know, my, my, I've become callous in the sense that it's always like, you don't know if the person is, is actually homeless or is just trying to get money out of you. You know, if, oh, if totally, there was a hundred percent guarantee that the person was homeless, I would have, I would be jumping at the chance to say, here's, you know, let me help you with lunch today. Or here's, you know, what, how can I help? Here's a um, but you know, you just, yeah, you just never know. Uh, so in this case, it, it, well, let me, let me read a couple other quotes here from the article that I thought were good. Um, here's the, here's an excerpt. So rather than giving you something for nothing, homeless hotspots, uh, require actual transaction. You have to pay something, whatever you wish to get Wi-Fi access, a real commodity on the streets of Austin, especially during South by Southwest. Um, but the marketing gimmick itself requires something else, recognition of another human being, one who is suffering. Whereas plenty of people seemed uh, to think that was dehumanizing, it's actually kind of the opposite. It's literally humanizing. Thinking about and looking at the homeless is hard. I thought that was, you know, really gets at the heart of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think one of, the, one of the reasons that we're disgusted by the idea at first, you know, assuming that you are, I was, um, and maybe some people might not be, that's fine. Uh, 
but that's what it is because that's where you first go, you know, and you don't, and, and you, it, and it might be driven by the fact that you don't necessarily want to think about this issue. So being forced to think about it, being forced to address it, uh, that right. that's your reaction to it. It's like, don't make me think about this. Um, I see. So my my reaction though, I, for some reason, I wasn't disgusted, and maybe that was because it forced you to actually interact with these people as opposed to. You know, I mean, first you're you're forced to interact with them, and then second, you're actually getting something out of it, right? I mean, you're getting a Wi-Fi hotspot, and then you're also you are supposed to donate something to use this hotspot, and it goes to them. I mean, I think it does yes. a great job in terms of raising awareness. I can definitely see where people are a little, you know, turned off, and you know, you know, as as you kind of said, you were, but I mean. I, it is. It's kind well, of like, genius in bringing you know this this problem and issue to the forefront. I think. Oh, it is. It is. And don't get me wrong. I mean, my my disgust was the initial reaction to the idea, right, um, and right. it was literally like for only a couple of seconds before I started reading more about the the, the concept and why they were doing it. You know, totally. it's just that it's that it's that that first reaction, that gut reaction, um, uh, that obviously you know what you know, and, and I think a lot of people just kind of have a tendency to cling to that reaction and that in in. And even if they did read on, might you know continue to be disgusted by it. But mm-hmm. you know, I think this challenges them to think about why they would be, you know, disgusted by an idea like this. Is is it because you truly think that people are being exploited here, or is it because you know you kind of want to keep your eyes closed to these issues? Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so I, I guess I'll wrap this one up with another one other. Um, section of this article i'll just read it here uh the debate about exploitation and advertising is worth is one worth having continually each time something like this arises because it's a complicated one without a self-evident answer the simple fact that real activists one not driven by commercial desires like austin's homeless shelter uh, which supported this project almost never have the money or resources to launch awareness campaigns themselves while advertising agencies and large corporations with conflicting goals do Mm -hmm. Um, so again, that kind of gets to the heart of this, uh, in terms of, you know, another reason that could make you a little grossed out by the idea is that, you know, there was, there was some commercial interest behind it as well. Um, but, you know, and and I always go to the place, you know, from a marketing perspective, it's like, I, you know, maybe, maybe this is probably the marketer in me coming out too, is that if good is coming out of it, real good for society, even though there's some commercial interest, is that bad? I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I kind of, when you read that quote here, I kind of tied that back to the last article we talked about. It's completely different in that, I mean, you're not, there's no issue of exploitation or what have you, but that was another situation where it took these, you know, it took a larger entity in order to get this going. And it was a partnership with the Trails Association or the National Parks Association, but it's just kind of interesting how these are, are kind of related, but, um, yeah, it's probably not something they would have been able to do. You know, the trails uh, parks association, not something they would have been able to afford to do <clears throat> on their own. Right. Um, but once you get somebody like nature Valley in, you know, involved, who's got, you know, a marketing budget of you know, 40 to $50 million, uh, it, it can become a reality and a good reality. I mean, this is an awesome resource for people to use, uh, mm-hmm. who are into that kind of thing. Right. So, yeah, right. I think no. I think there's definitely a lot of crossover there. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean in terms of raising awareness, I mean, you know, it's 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 definitely driven by, you know, like you said, commercial marketing, you know, 
desires and efforts. But I mean, at the same time, it's raising awareness. I mean, look, they wrote a whole article yep. on it. So yep. <laughs> catches people's attention. So yeah. successful in some way. You know, with the whole back to the the first article we talked about with Nature Valley, um, where my mind went first in terms of, <clears throat> excuse me, how could this be used in healthcare marketing? You know, I don't, I don't know if this would be feasible to pull off, but it could kind of be interesting uh, to just kind of get a first person view of somebody of people's experience in the hospital. And obviously, it could be kind of weird to, to get actual experiences because that might be. You know, obviously, there's clinical information that right. <laughs> people could be uncomfortable sharing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, at the same time, you know, people who are, you know, how, how does this procedure work, or how, you know, how does how does you know, if I were to set up an interview, <clears throat> you know, with like an orthopedic specialist to talk about having my, uh, you know, knee replaced, um, you know, what, you know, from the moment I walk into the door, you know, what is that going to look like? How does it work? You know, where do I go? who do I speak to? What does the environment look like? What's the interaction going to feel like? Um, some of that could potentially be portrayed in, in first person, you know, in videos that are kind of first person of somebody, you know, going through the experience with a physician. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's really cool actually. And I mean, I think, you know, this website that they created is kind of different in that they said, usually this Google street view or whatever is, you know, they tie these cameras to these cars. And this was the first time they actually kind of, strapped like a camera to a hiker's head and that's how yep. you get these views so i mean it could be replicated in a number of ways which would be really cool i like that idea yeah and one thing that was kind of humorous about the article too is that they had mentioned that the people who were involved in uh, um, uh marketing at, at nature's valley were actually also some of the people who are out on the trails right um and they had they had to get in shape they had to do some training before getting involved I talked about some of the hardships of like, actually, you know, when you're out in the the boondocks, you start to lose, you can lose your GPS signal Mm -hmm. uh, at almost any time. Uh, So they had to go back and retrace their steps in some areas. Uh, So it sounds like if if you're a marketer looking to get into shape, um, this might be an idea you want to bring to your organization. Yeah, there you go. You know, I like the 300. I like the three. the, The cool thing about this and like Google Street View is, you know, you're in control the whole time. Even though it's 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 images captured from somebody who had the 360 camera, um, you know you have the option uh, when you're looking at the video online or the the interactive content online to turn to the left, turn to the right, go backwards, keep looking at things, which would be a little yeah. different than just getting a first person video, you know, view of, of a healthcare system. Though I think it could be kind of I, I liked I I'm imagining instead having that 360 control of of the first person thing so like you're sitting with your doctor and you don't like what he's saying you just get up and walk out and start walking through the hospital again walk walk back in and see if he's still waiting there for you <laughs> he's talking and you're staring at the poster he's, behind his head <laughs> he's, yeah, he's still talking <laughs> nice. that's funny that'd be great well anyway so that's those are our topics for today we'll have the links in the show notes so if you want to check them out um or, you know, experience this Nature Valley tool for yourself, which we would encourage you to do. Uh, we'll have it all linked up. You can go check it out. And I think that's it. Yeah, we'll have, we'll likely have Chris back next week. Yep. And yeah, we'll maybe be there. <laughs> <laughs> so remember, you can, uh, where can you find us? You can find us uh, online at thinkinterval.com. Uh, you can follow us on iTunes, which is where we provide the podcasts, as well as an RSS feed if you are not an iTunes user. Um, you can follow m- me on Twitter. I am uh, uh, at AP Meyer. 
Jackie is. I'm at Interval Jackie, though not as you're not. Though active. you're not. <laughs> not there as often, no. But Jackie, you, you can definitely find Jackie on our at our Facebook presence because she's kind of our gatekeeper there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, fi- find us on Facebook as well. You'll find me outside with this weather. Outside, <laughs> yeah, no joke. You'll find me outside too at some point today. I had so, to throw in is, a weather tidbit. Well, considering that it's like seventy degrees in March in Minnesota, that mm-hmm. is worth that's worth talking about. Yeah, that's like a whole other episode. Part of me is semi-freaked out about the fact that, I mean, we're we're borderline going to be to 80 degrees tomorrow. And, you know, last year I'm pretty sure it was snowing. But, oh, that's oh, another yeah. day. <laughs> <laughs> so we said this was going to be a short show, and now it's pretty much hitting the half-hour mark. So we do it all the time. Yes. We're good at that. All right. Okay. Well, thanks for joining us, and we will talk to you next time. Bye.